Hello, and welcome to another episode of your Day, Week, Month, Year Reviews. I'm your host, Arjuna Gonzalez, and this is my week episode of Dusk. And it's also the Hey, I Finished It! episode. So I have played Dusk about 7 to 10 times over the past week since the day review. Uh, Steam says I have put in, let me just bring it up to make sure... 14 hours and I think I put in something like two or three hours when I recorded the day episode so let's say I've put in 12 13 hours over the last week um I've thought about playing the game about as many times as I've played it although I have to admit like some of the maps in that game are extremely memorable especially the infernal machine in episode two and the Crypt of the Flesh in episode 3. There were a couple of times where I was like, no, I'm not going to keep playing late at night. I'm, I'm just going to go to bed and try not to have a nightmare or three. And when I get up the next day, I'm going to play it in broad daylight. Yep, with all the curtains open and all the lights on and my Albert Einstein action figure to keep me safe. And I'll be okay, I think. Um... <laughs> Needless to say, I do like this game so far. It is largely holding up to my hopes and memories uh, as I express them going into it uh, before and after the day episode. I was a little bit surprised to see that completing episode 3 did not unlock an episode 4. I guess I had just assumed, because this is a game that tries so hard to be and succeeds at being a Doom clone, that there would just be an episode four. So where is my thy flesh consumed? Well, it's not so bad, really, because it does provide an awful lot of content just as is. But hey, maybe if Dusk sells enough copies, they'll release Ultimate Dusk in a year or two. I don't know. I have a few miscellaneous notes uh, from this. First off, coming back to modding, uh, once they release uh, an SDK for this game, I think I do want to mod a tourism mode into this because, like, there are several games out there where you can either download a mod or just change some settings or something, and the enemies in the game will just immediately die when they see you, or they just won't be there at all. And that's kind of useful if, like me, you're making first-person shooter games and you're interested in level design and level layouts and things like that, because it helps to just stop and smell the gore and not have to take a little part of your brain and allocate it towards uh, watching for some monster coming out to kill you. Another thing that I've noticed is this game is excellent at interactive soundtracks, which is just a video game term for the equivalent of when you're watching a horror movie and the ambient music playing in the background will change whenever there's a jump scare or the horror movie monster shows up or something. This game is very good at hitting every beat that it needs to as you're progressing through the levels. At this section of the review, uh, I need to market spoilers, I think. So if you don't want me to spoil the last, the final boss fight of this game, skip to 5 minutes 35 seconds, okay? I warn ya! Okay, when I got to the final boss battle, as a game developer who's working on an HP Lovecraft-inspired Doom mod, my reaction might have been a little bit different than most people. I just went, Nyarlathotep, buddy, how you doing? Good, good, I see you're still trying to blow away Earth's dust. Yeah, I didn't quite expect you to do it this way, but hey, that's your old bag of tricks, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
There's an extra credits episode that I think I'll link to in the replies to this once it goes up on Twitter called Why Games Do Cthulhu Wrong, I think is the title of it. And one of its main points is that any game where it makes the player pick up a gun and shoot at an Elder God fails because the main allure of those characters lies in the idea that they're far more powerful than anything that we can fully wrap our head around. Uh, and if we even tried to wrap our head around how powerful they are and what they're really like, we'd go mad. Or reality would stop making any kind of sense. And when I went into the final boss fight, I did think, oh no, is Dusk making me do the thing that that Extra Credits video made a really good argument video games shouldn't do? and that I've actively avoided in making my own Lovecraftian horror games. But no, uh, it does handle what happens after the boss fight in a really good way. I think even better than another famous Lovecraftian-influenced first-person shooter, Quake 1, does. Whereas in Quake 1, you do fight an Elder God, and it's destroyed at the end. In this game, it isn't, and... That destruction is handled in such a way that it nicely ties back in with the themes that you encounter toward the end, towards the end that everything is kind of looping back in on itself, and will continue to. Hey, welcome back after the spoilery part. So, I have completed all three episodes, and I got to the secret level in episode one. So, I still have to find the secret levels for episodes two and three. And I haven't tried out Dusk World yet, the multiplayer. Given that modding and mapping support aren't out yet for Dusk, I think those are the next couple of things I'm going to try to do, except maybe I'll try to get some more of the achievements. I did manage to get all the way to Wave 15 in, El in Eldritch Mode, yes, in Endless Mode. Uh, so maybe I'll try to get to Wave 20, because I think that's the last one that there's an achievement for, and maybe pick up a couple others. But yeah. Uh, stay tuned for that in the month episode, and I will see you then, or maybe in another episode sooner where I'm playing a different game. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.